0: Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box.
1: There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's just gone 6 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. You know that old adage, be careful what you wish for because it might just happen. Well, in the financial sense, sometimes sometimes that does happen. Everybody drives past the lotto numbers in big billboards on the side of the road and say, what would I do with what was twelve million then becomes fifteen and then becomes twenty one and your imagination runs rampant and then you know you hear about somebody got to pay out a powerful a, for a certain illness or an event that happened and yes it came with with a bit of a, a negative event but there was the amount of money it was paid out and you ever wonder what do people do with that money and how do people manage that money? Or the you know, the old story of uh, I was battling and, and then all of a sudden I got a phone call that my aunt somewhere, somewhere in the middle of nowhere passed away and left me X amount of pounds. And once I convert that to Rand, I'm really, really comfortable. But together with that becomes a whole plethora, a whole plethora of confusion, uncertainty and danger. So on the line is Citadel advisory partner Annalisa N T. Annalisa, welcome to Chai fm Hi, how you? Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Well, I suppose we all wish that these things would happen to us, but I suppose it's a real concern when one comes into money that one wasn't expecting. How does one start to deal with that?
0: I think the best way to start is just to take a step back. So I, I know there's we always have an amount to say this amount would solve all of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to just te- take a step back and just think about it clearly for a minute. Because when you do come into such a big amount, your mind just rushes off into different directions. And you don't want to make choices that you can't reverse in the future.
1: You know, it's such a common story, unfortunately, in South Africa. When you talk about lottery winners, there's lots of stories of what happened with them. But um, on the other hand, there are some people or there's a particular sporting event, boxing, where people have really bashed their brains out, so to speak, to earn the money. Mm. And yet many of them die in poverty. Mm, mm.
0: I think once you get huge amounts of lump sums, it's very difficult to plan for it because it's such a big amount and you don't have that perception of the money ever running out so it's very difficult to ever think that maybe one day there will be nothing left of this money so you know when something comes and it's just a big lump sum of money then you tend to not think it through as somebody who's maybe said saved a small amount to finally get to that big amount and they realize the hard work that it's actually taken to get there
1: and i suppose also when you're not used to that amount of money it almost seems infinite because yes. you go and spend a hundred rand, and then you spend a thousand rand then you spend ten thousand rand then you spend a hundred thousand rand and the interest is ticking over in the bank account mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. feel well i'm bulletproof it doesn't make a difference
0: yeah, the funny thing about spending is once you get used to spending, it's it's very easy to just continue spending. You always find new problems once you get a new a new amount of money in. It just has something that it needs to go to.
1: Now as we say that your your expenditure rises to meet your income, which is yeah. uh, <laughs> And Elisa, <laughs> please just stay with us. You Need to run to the shops quickly. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 Chaya FM, it's 11 minutes past 12 and on the line we have um, Annalisa Mti who is a Citadel advisory partner and we're talking about financial windfalls when all of a sudden you come into money that you weren't expecting. Annalisa, I suppose the uh, the scary thing that happens when you come into money is all of a sudden you get relatives that you never knew even existed.
0: Yeah, you you seem to get people that come out of the woodwork somewhere um, once you do have that amount of money. And I would think for that it's better to just stay anonymous when you do come into a lot of money.
1: Okay, so you've given us a list of do's and a list of don'ts. So let's start with the do's, let's start with the positive. The first thing you said yeah, is take a cooling off period. Mm. What does that mean? All of a sudden you had a bank balance of negative I don't know, two and a half thousand rand. Now you've got 22 million rand in your bank account. How does one stay cool? <laughs> well, it
0: does take a bit of... Um Patience. And it also does take a bit of, you know, knowing yourself. Um, and as people, we always have that instinct that once we do have that money, then we do want to, you know, take things off that we've always wanted to do or, you know, settle off some debt that you've always had in the background that's been keeping you up at night. But you always just need to take a step back and just to be able to compose those thoughts. Because it's very easy to make a decision, but it's very difficult to reverse that decision afterwards. So take a step back, sift, think about it, write down all the things that you want and all the ideas that you have so that you can be able to know exactly what are you spending that money on? What is it going towards?
1: Okay. And then your next step is, I, to, I suppose, is to speak to a professional like call up Citadel and say, I've just won the lottery. Who do I speak to? and then yes. they put you in part in, in touch with yourself or one of your colleagues how does that how does that advice help one well just by sitting down
0: so you've started the process of just thinking what you'd want that money to go towards because you've cooled down you've thought of all the things that are top of mind that you want to be able to achieve now you sit down with a professional who would be able to help you to you know, contextualize if you are able to achieve everything you want to have with that large amount of money. Um, They're able to walk you through the process on how do we do this effectively to reach these objectives that you have, as well as they're able to give you more input to be able to, you know, broaden your thinking a little bit, to think about things that maybe you didn't consider when you initially sat down. Um, So they are able to, you know, try and effectively manage that money to ensure that it does last to reach all the objectives that you do have as well as most of the time we do want to live, leave a legacy so you also want to make sure that with all the planning that you do you are leaving a legacy for you know your children your family and other dependents that you might have
1: you know something that's often boggled my mind is people win a significant amount of money where the interest in a bank account Let's say today if you go to certain banks, you can get 6.5%. If you're getting 6.5% per annum Mm -hmm. on the money and you're only living off a portion of the interest and that can allow you to live comfortably, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you are adding to the capital and you're only living off some of the interest, your money will last indefinitely if you do it that way. But if you chip away at the capital immediately – All of a sudden the whole house of cards starts to tumble. And I suppose that's where the advice and objective, um, you know, input would come in. Mm,
0: mm. I think it's, it's very easy to put a large sum amount into, and you know, it could be a savings or it could be an investment and to not consider how much you're spending of that amount of money. Because if you look at 22 million, for example, you won't consider that you're spending, you know, 20, like, two thousand a month to actually impact that large amount of money but you do need to consider how much you're getting as an as interest and how much you are actually drawing from it as well as where you are in life to consider how you're drawing from it which points are you drawing from it that that large amount of money
1: you know this is interesting i just did the calculation at six and a half percent on 22 million it's 1.43 million rand a year so it yeah. doesn't work out exactly if you divide by 12 because of the compounding yeah. effect. But let's call that 120,000 Rand before tax. Yeah. If you're just living on that and you're allowing that money to help you service your debt and get everything under control, your capital remains intact. And I suppose you do need to have an external third party just to temper your emotions in, yeah. a, in order to help you gui- help guide you through that process. Mm.
0: It, it also does come into consideration as in when you do get large amount of of money um you know if you are at the age of 20 to get that large amount of money you obviously need it to last for a bit longer than if you are at the age of 40 for example so you also need to consider those things to be able to say how much can i draw is it possible to start drawing
1: now or do i need to
0: Wait for it for a little while to be able to start working for me before I start drawing from that large amount
1: of money. Exactly that. The next thing you've got here is keep it private. I suppose that must be one of the most challenging parts of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, there's some clips that you see of people that win the lotto and they go and sign or for it wearing a screen mask or some sort of, you know, just to kind of find the stay anonymous. <laughs> um, and the reason for that is it's better to keep it private because, it, you know, you do have the tendency to want to help out wherever you can. Um, and it sometimes might come at a disadvantage to you. Um, also, if people come to you, it's very difficult to say no when you have 22 million that's sitting in your bank account, for example.
1: Yeah, I suppose that, and especially in the South African context where we know that we, when there's different terminologies for it, some of them aren't all that politically correct, but, you know, an average person is paying tax way above what one pays as PAYE or income tax. Because there's family tax, there's community tax, there's tax within a community. And the moment you're seen as someone of means, all of a sudden you get tapped on a lot more regularly than the uh, the other person. So, again, if you don't preserve your capital, you will run out of capital and everybody will lose. Okay. The next thing you've got here is paying off debt. I suppose that's a no-brainer, but one has to do it cleverly, though.
0: Yes, so you need to be able to know how you pay off your debt Um, You you know, paying off debt, you can think of it as saving in reverse Because now at least you're saving yourself on paying off interest on that debt And servicing that debt for a long term period But then you also need to be able to effectively pay off that debt That you don't just, you know, use the whole amount of money just covering the debt To be able to say now I'm debt free But then you haven't managed to, you know, save some and let some grow for you as well
1: I suppose that's again where you need the advice to come into it. And then, yes. and then the last two objectives, I suppose, is set up objectives and make plans and meet them. I suppose that's the, the overall overarching plan of this idea.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, in the cooling off period, you've set out your objectives and what you wanna be able to achieve. Um, you've also met with somebody and they've been able to make you think of different things to be able to say, what if we do this at this stage and how that all plays in into setting up your plan. So now that you've you know you've had those conversations as well as you've thought about them, now you set those objectives and you put the work in for you to be able to say, now this is how we're going to reach these um, objectives. And that's where you walk along with your financial planner, your financial advisor, and they take you through those steps to when you reach those objectives, you know, you can kind of say, well, we've ticked this off. You don't have to take it all off at the same time.
1: Absolutely. And again, you've got the framework which gives you the security. And yeah. lastly – um, you've put here, yeah, allow for some sh- short-term gratification. Have some fun with the money. Ultimately, yeah. you've just got it and enjoy it, but within reason.
0: Yes, yeah. So nobody will tell you to not enjoy some of the money that you have, as well as, you know, if you were living maybe from paycheck to paycheck, now you at least have, you know, some sort of thing that you can gratify yourself, which you can, you know, take a trip um, Buy a car, you know, just small things that you can at least say that you've done this, you've had that instant gratification and now you can carry on with, you know, the savings and the investing and the putting your objectives into, um, into effect.
1: Fantastic. I think we've spoken about what we need to do now is take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about the other sides, the don'ts, but let's take a quick break. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on business. Welcome back to 101.9 FM. RV on business. It's great to have you with us. What we are talking about is what to do and what not to do with a financial windfall. And on the line, we have a Citadel advisory partner, Annalisa Mt. Annalisa, are you still with us? Yes, I'm still here. Great. Right. Now we've spoken about what to do. We've taken the shell shock person. Let's use the positive and who's someone who's won the lottery and we told them what they need to do and now we're going to tell them what not to do. So the first thing is don't gloat or boast. Yeah, it's quite easy, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I think that kind of goes back to our previous um, point to try and say stay anonymous. So once you gloat and you boast, then you you can't stay anonymous after that point.
1: The next thing is you know, all of a sudden this philanthropic um, feeling comes through and now you, you're you philanthropic. Sorry, you want to give out money, you want to help, there's someone who's battling, there's this or is that. But I suppose it ties into what we said before. If you don't manage correctly how much you give away, ultimately your money's not going to last.
0: Yes, that's exactly it. It's very easy to try and think of where you can plug in the holes that you've been seeing. Um, you know, you might want to help family. You might want to help the community even more. You might want to, you know, do so much more because now you have the lump sum of money to be able to do that. But you do need to plan on how you're going to help and where you can help so that you can at least see that that will be used. So that's something that it can still grow without you needing to constantly feed it um, with money.
1: I suppose the old adage about teaching a man to fish, and you'll eat forever, and give him a fish you'll only eat for today, One to be clever as to how you spend your money so that hopefully you can spend it in such a way that it creates a legacy of its own. Mm -hmm. That's
0: exactly what you want to be able to achieve and not to have to constantly, you know, giving a lump lump sum amount of
1: money for it to be able to still continue going forward. A hundred percent. And then Annalisa, the last thing you say, which is quite almost contrary in one's mind, is, uh, is don't quit your job or at least not immediately. What does that mean?
0: It means that you must still think about it. So with a large lump sum of amount of money, you might think that the money won't run out. So you need to think it through and you need to think of your objectives, like we mentioned, what we need to do. And you can't just start drawing out from that large sum amount of money immediately when you get it. Um, like I mentioned, you need to think about where you are in life, how young you are. So you can't at the age of 20 quit your job and never work for a day in your life um, because that amount of money needs to provide for something in the future so you might still need to work you might need to still need to generate some sort of income to be able to support what you're getting from the amount of money as well.
1: I suppose it also gives you stability in life, nothing abruptly comes to an end, you've got some sort of routine that you can work with as you get accustomed to the adjustments that you have to make
0: Yes, yeah. So it's, it's the same thing as if you now need to just live off that large sum amount of money and you not, don't have anything that's subsidizing it, then you might find yourself that you're spending a lot more because now you have the free time to be able to spend that amount of money.
1: Well, um, one of our listeners, alone says, 22 million, take two and have fun. Put a <laughs> lid on the 20 and don't touch it for a year. High interest. Carefully make your plans in the meantime. I think it pretty subs, pretty much sums it up.
0: Sorry, can you just repeat that?
1: Twenty-two million. Take two and have fun. Put a lid on the twenty and don't touch it for a year. High interest. Carefully make your plans in the meantime. That's yeah. what one of our listeners have come through with. I think it sums up what we've been discussing.
0: Yes, it does. It
1: does. And at least one thing that um, our listeners do want to ask in us, you know, it's something that, that I suppose people have thought about. You look at your lottery ticket and you look at your computer screen or the TV screen or, and you reckon, you realize you the one and then you realize that you the only one and now you've won this money and the process of going to redeem it, you reckon in your mind quite easy. Um, you happened, uh, you know, to buy it in a place that's not regularly in your area and you can go sort of an, anom- anonymously and get it. The question is, where do you put it? Do you put it into your normal current account that you pay your bills for? Do you open up a new savings account? Where's the first port of call? I
0: think the first point of call is to open a savings account. So that's at least something that's flexible. Um, you know, you can park it in there. So you need something just to park it in while you're still making that decision. So you do need to put it into somewhere. So don't put it in your normal checking account because then you have access to it and then you're going to start drawing on it, you know, subconsciously. You might start drawing a bit more and more because it's in there and it's accessible. So to put it into, a, you know, something short term that you can just park it in there that it's at least getting a bit of interest um, while you think it through, while you go through those steps where we say what you need to do.
1: Okay, so that's the, that's what you should do is open up a special account or a separate account, and again, sit down with your bank and make sure, number one, you get the best interest, number two, you know what the costs are, and number three is that you do have some sort of access to it without being able to go online and just transfer $10 million as you wish and buy a first class ticket to New York.
0: Yes, yeah. So you need something that's at least flexible enough that you would be able to, you know, if you want to now invest it once you've spoken to your professional, you're able to do that. But then also as well something that you're not able to just take out the card and swipe at the till.
1: Well, Annalisa, all well, our hope is that you get a call soon from one of our listeners who've come across a large amount of money in a positive way, like an inheritance from someone who was very old and had lived a full life or they won it on the lottery and not in a way where it's a road accident fund payout or that it's a a severe illness payout. And then they can be in touch with you by just going to the Citadel website.
0: Yes, that sounds amazing. So they can go right onto the Citadel website and then they'll be able to be in touch with one of the partners that we have.
1: Fantastic. But if they don't remember who to speak to, they can just ask for Annalisa MT, that's M-T-I, and you'll be able to point them in the right direction. Yes, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, Annalisa, I hope that your career is filled with just helping people who have come across good things and positive things and you can just add value to them.
0: Thank you so much. I look
1: forward to that as well. Great. Thank you very much. There was Annalisa T, who's a Citadel advisory partner. Please go to Citadel. That's C I T D A L dot C O dot Z A. As I've said every week, it's a great website. Interactive, easy, go along, find them. Just send them an email. And put your queries down and they have a department for every area of your concern and they'll be able to come back to you and help you out and give you some advice. And just before I go, I just want to let you know that once in a, de- there's a once in a decade opportunity to participate in the Kaplan Center's National Online Survey. The survey is open to Jewish adults 18 years and older living in South Africa. Your viewpoints are important and your participation is essential For planning the long-term needs of our community, make time, participate, have your say, and the website is—it's a bit of a mouthful—it's JCSSA2019. So JCSSA2019.co.za. And Craig, just before you you push the button, I was reading this, looking at this live read before I read it, and I was just thinking. Can you imagine if you had a survey from 1888 when the Hebrew Kaddisha here in Johannesburg in South Africa started, or in 1945 when the Second World War started, or in 1948 when the State of Israel was established from South African Jews, and look what their viewpoints were then, and how amazing it would have been to have a window into their lives. By us participating now in this survey, you're giving your grandchildren a capsule of what life was like in South Africa in 2019. And I'm sure it'll take a few minutes. jcssa2019.co.za Go along and participate. Once again, thanks to Citadel sponsors of the show. Craig, thanks for pushing the buttons and keeping on my toes. We'll speak to you next week.